This episode is brought to you by Smart Food Popcorn. Some decisions aren't the best, like skipping ahead in your favorite podcast. Think of all the banter you'll miss, the lore in the making. Luckily, Smart Food Popcorn is a no-brainer. Deliciously tasty and available in a variety of fun flavors. It's a smart decision every time. Smart Food. Add smart. To learn more, visit smartfood.com. If you're thinking, I should go for a run today, but it looks like it could rain, Sierra says save on epic rain jackets. If you're also thinking, but I can't go out in these beat-up old running shoes, Sierra says save on top brand running shoes. And if you're still thinking, but I'm also busy performing brain surgery, well, then we say, you really should have led with that. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now. Go! This episode is brought to you by Dove. You use all the right skincare products for your face, but your body has been missing out. With new Dove Serum Body Wash, you can give your body the vitamin C glow it's been wanting, the hydration boost it's been craving, and the active skincare ingredients it deserves. It's time for your body care era. New Dove Serum Body Wash. Get Dove or get FOMO. Hello and welcome to Smart TV with me, Kellyanne Taylor, and the lovely Caroline Frost. Hello. Once again, we are back and giving you a rundown of what to watch on telly. We've also got to look forward to a Oscar special, so a roundup of where to watch everything or most things that have been nominated at the Oscars this year. Caroline, what have you been mm. watching on telly? Well... It's been a strange week because I was asked to do something rather unusual, which was to referee a forthcoming radio contest to decide which is the better dance film, Saturday Night Fever or Dirty Dancing. So, of course, I have watched both of them, but not for a, a long time now. So as part of my incredibly tireless and dedicated work <laughs> i sat on a really cold and bleak sunday afternoon and i just binged the pair of them one after the other i started with saturday night fever and then i finished the double bill with dirty dancing and it was really interesting actually i mean it just it, what it tells me is that the word genre yes they're both dance films but my goodness they couldn't be more different so mm. both good in their own incredible ways both very successful I do think possibly, I don't want to provide a spoiler for the competition that's coming up. Yes, I was going to say. uh, I think the soundtrack of Saturday Night Fever just about clinches it. Yes, Dirty Dancing has the Oscar winner. I've had the time of my life. We know that great moment, the lift, you know, the defining moment. Um, And and people reenact that moment at their weddings, I hear tell. But for me, the chronicle of a time and a place with New York mid-70s and that disco, just that boom that Saturday Night Fever both charted but also helped create and support. It really, it has a lot of atmosphere and John Travolta's charisma is just off the planet. So um, it gets my vote. But it was an interesting few hours to watch two films, not seen either for a while, both really interesting in their own ways. And of course, you see things as a grown-up that you you didn't see when you watched them as a little in at the cinema. So it was quite enlightening as well. Oh, 
I love that. I am. Um, I remember watching Dirty Dancing for the first time and falling madly in love. And of course, we still, even now, get those quotes thrown around. You know, if you end up in a corner of a restaurant, no one puts baby in the corner. <laughs> no That's one where puts that Kelly Ann there. <laughs> <laughs> Not if they want. If they want to survive the night. That's yes. so true. Okay, so what have we got? on telly this week okay so some cracking stuff coming up as usual um where should we start a little bit of drama and then a little bit of documentary so hotel portofino now this has been billed downton abbey on the on the riviera the italian riviera to be specific so this is 1920s portofino you could not ask for anything more glamorous by way of setting brackets they filmed it in croatia but it looks splendid and at the center of it that beautiful and talented actress who we don't see enough of in British TV, Natasha McElhone. She's back. Mm. She's been persuaded back from America where she has made her name in film and TV and she's at the centre of it. She's the matriarch. She's Bella. She she has created this hotel. And of course, the brilliant thing, as so many screenwriters have discovered, is that with hotels, you get all the comings and the goings. It's a perfect plot device because you get the standard people, you get the family, you get the servants. So you've got your retainers, they're your safe pair of hands. And then you get the people who come in, ring the bell, and suddenly that's another storyline in the making. And that's what you get here. But you also get um, some grown-up stuff. You get the the background of the, the shadow of war. This is interwar. So you've got the ghosts of the First World War coming back to haunt people, and you've got Good. the shadow of the forthcoming war. And you also have those little ripples of resistance fascist underground movements all brewing there's corruption the mayor of course has got his hand in the till but at the center of it this really very glamorous family beautiful clothes beautiful setting and really very ripe storylines so lots to get your teeth into yeah because we have a feature on that in the radio times that's out this week and i mean i haven't seen it yet but Build as as a kind of downturn. I mean, it's got me hooked. I'm going to watch it. Well, she answers in that feature a very interesting question. Why do we keep going back to period drama? Because you would Mm. think that by now the stories had been told. But Natasha makes the point that it was a time when conversations were pure. We weren't all buried in our phones and we were very dependent on the people around us, really in our proximity in a way that we aren't anymore. And so it was a way of kind of finding out who we were and what we were all about. So that's her thesis anyway, and I'm I'm going to adopt it, I think. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a smart look at that. So now talking of war, I guess, undertones of war, overtones mm. of war, let's talk about the documentary. Yes, yeah, so this is Putin versus the West. Um, people who are documentary fans will recognise the name Norma Percy as the producer and will see that as the kite mark of quality that it is. So she and her production team have explored Putin's history with the West. She felt that there wasn't enough of a story to be told. Well, it's incomplete, sadly, about Putin's movements into Ukraine. But what she Mm. has explored is the history, how we got here, the alliances, the times when he did side with the West, when it suited the likes of Cameron to be seen shaking hands with Putin, when it suited Mm. the American leader to be seen shaking hands with Putin. And then more recently, of course, we've seen Boris Johnson very much siding with Zelensky and 
Percy talks in, again, the Radio Times this week about how when she finally got to interview Zelensky, it was very difficult. She had a tooth problem, which I think is very human and we can all relate to. Um, but he was speaking in Ukrainian, so they needed a translator and somebody that could get her so that she could watch it from the dentist. But even so, she said when he described those first early days of invasion, she said the hairs just shot up on the back of her neck. And she tells the story. She's one of these people who, because of the way she tells the story, she has access to everyone inside the room. Boris Johnson, interestingly, didn't want to speak to her while he was still in number 10, while he was still a premier. But he was very quick to speak to her as soon as he wasn't. And I think that that's her trick, is to get people when they're more relaxed, when they've got less political uh, stakes, I guess, invested, and they have more reflection and more to say. So uh, definitely worth a watch. It's a three-parter, and it's got everything you need to know about how we got to where we are. And where can people find that? BBC Two and iPlayer, of course. Of course, and that's up Monday at 9pm. Now, tell me, before I go off on our Oscars special... Mm-hmm. Um, what is your streaming pick this week? Oh, goodness me. This has been much hyped um, on social media, not just by soap fans. Um, and there's a reason for that. So this is Nolly. And the Nolly in question is Noel Gordon, who was Meg Mortimer in Crossroads in the 70s. Uh, there isn't really an equivalent because we don't care about the soaps the way we used to. But these women at one time, Elsie Tanner, I guess, would be her counterpart over in Coronation Street. They ruled the TV airwaves and then she had a shock sacking. I mean, it is remarkable that this happened and the nation didn't sort of uprise in protest. Uh, It's written by Russell T. Davis. It's a love letter, not just to Crossroads, not just to Noel Gordon, but also to soaps and to 1970s TV in general, when we had so much more invested in so fewer shows. You've got Helena Bonham Carter in a wonderful fur coat. You've got Mark Gatiss playing Larry Grayson. And you've got Russell T. Davis with his pen during presumably his lunch hour between Dr. Hugh duties and winning BAFTAs for It's a Sin. So all in all, it's got quality written all over it. And it really is a good wallow into the yesteryear of telly when uh, things were very, very different. Oh, I think lots of our listeners will enjoy that. And that's on ITVX, so it's free. Yes, starts on 3rd of Feb. Brilliant. I think Russell T. Davis must be the busiest man in showbiz. I don't know how he does it. No, I know, I know. I think as well, um, he would be the first to say that once you get successful, he said he wouldn't have been able to write or create Nolly if It's a Sin hadn't been so popularly received and so brilliant and so I think what happens is that these writers they get on a roll and hopefully Mm. and helpfully for us their creative juices don't desert them yeah goodness so now talking of you know award winning Mm -hmm. prize grabbing let's hear it so the Oscars just announced, you know, all their nominees and it's very, very exciting. It's a, it's a good year for film. So the one that kind of has turned most heads and it racked up 11 nominations is a film called Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, which you can watch on Amazon Prime. It's directed by the Daniels, who have, um, let's say, a unique 
style. Their work is instantly recognisable as theirs. So they directed one of my all-time favourite films, Swiss Army Man, which stars the one and the only Daniel Radcliffe. Kellyanne's (laughs) favourite. Kellyanne's favourite. So this film, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, follows a middle-aged Chinese woman who is tasked with saving humanity. And on that quest, she must delve into alternate universes and explore the lives she could have led. So it's a little bit futuristic, definitely very strange, um, but it has turned all of the heads. So definitely worth a watch. And I think they've got the nomination for Best Actress and Best Supporting Actress, which is Jamie Lee Curtis. So it's really sounds a bit fantastical and strange, and it definitely is, but I think well worth a watch. Okay. As usual, I'm never convinced on the page, but I do take your Mm. recommendation to heart. Okay, I think this one is more suited for listeners, and I think you will want to watch. Uh, It's a little bit more conventional Oscars kind of vibe. So it's starring Kellyanne's other favourite, the one, the only, Paul Mescal, who... (laughs) obviously was catapulted into global consciousness for his performance in Normal People. And he has gone on to prove himself as one of the finest actors of our generation. Think in two years, being on TV and film, he's got himself up for an Oscar, which is pretty phenomenal. It's not bad going, is it? For a man who was famous for a necklace for about two minutes and then just suddenly just went, as you say, grabbed by Hollywood. I've interviewed him myself, I have to tell you. And, uh, Caroline, how did I not know this? Horribly humble and sweet as well. Damn. Of course he is. Dash Damn. Him. <laughs> <laughs> so in this film, he plays, I think, an early 30-something father um, who takes his daughter, Sophie, who's an 11-year-old, so kind of a young dad vibe, who is creeping towards the world of adolescence on holiday to Turkey. And it's all about he feels very distant and there's this kind of relationship through through this holiday and then it's Sophie looking back from kind of an older age on this very big turning point. Um, So I don't want to give anything away, but that is a searing, tender watch and, and, you know, maybe maybe one for a more reflective night in than a uh, feel-good, joyous... Romp. Yeah, I think one of the key reviews said something along the lines of, It's the kind of film that's going to change your life. So on that note, I leave you with that. Okay. No pressure. No pressure. (laughs) Where can I watch that? That that does intrigue me. So that is on Amazon Prime with a movie subscription. So for those who obviously don't want to rack up subscription after subscription, you can get a seven-day free trial, which is how I got my paws on that. Hmm. So they're they're my two main ones that I think if you're going to watch anything ahead of the Oscars, that's what you should be getting your hands on. Then some other quickfire ones, they are all on streaming services, paid for streaming platforms. So the other one, if you have Netflix, is All Quiet on the Western Front, which is a German film following young classmates who enlist in the army in 1914 and must quickly reckon with the reality of war. Um, 
Um, another one that's got some really big names in, so is The Banshees of Insurance. That's on Disney+. Plus, and that's got Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson. Um, and it follows two friends living on a remote island off the coast of Ireland. Another one, I, I was quite surprised it's got nominated for an Oscar because I think it's a hit film and I really enjoyed seeing it in the cinema, but I don't know if... I that's mm. my take on it don't know if it definitely deserved one was Top Gun Maverick which oh, is on oh I think that's had a nod for basically saving the film industry single-handedly in, ah, the, in the summer for, for yes. big right they okay. had to do something they couldn't something. give it to Tom they should have given it to Tom just for being Tom but I think that's what's gone on there. They've said, thank you very much. We will give you what we can. Very nice. Okay, so that's on Amazon Prime with Paramount Plus. And I did see that in cinema and absolutely loved it. Mm, um, me too. Because it is high energy, perfect with, with a box of popcorn. And the last but not least is Black Panther Wakanda Forever, which is on Disney Plus, And it is the Marvel movie franchise starring the wonderful Letitia Wright. So that's another one. Those are, we'll obviously include those in the show notes, um, but just a brief summary of what to find where, basically. And take whichever pick you want. Talking of picks, why don't we come on to fan favourite? <laughs> Frost fancy. What, what is it this week, Caroline? A, a neat little postscript. Well, um, because of the the Putin doc, I've been rooting around and I've come across uh, on the iPlayer, Thatcher and Reagan, a very special relationship. This went out last year, but it's on the iPlayer for, I think, the next year or so. They're very good these days with the iPlayer. They don't just snatch it away just when you're getting going. Two episodes exploring the extraordinary close relationship between Margaret Thatcher and Ronald Reagan and how their personal rapport and their mirrored ideology really did change the world and affected it. Some say for the worse, but in many ways it was a safer place than it is now. So it's two parts and it's conducted by Charles Moore, who was very close to Thatcher. He wrote her biography. He knew her intimately. He makes the case that with her trust and understanding of Gorbachev, that opened the door for Reagan, which meant that things like the the Cold War, just it started to thaw because it was Margaret Thatcher standing in the middle. So it's all about personalities, equal politics, and never more so than in these two people's case. But there's something very, really very sweet. Uh, you learn a lot about politics, but you learn a lot about two people as well. And it's, it's nice to see uh, a sort of male-female rapport, so many mm, men on the world sure. stage. And yeah. uh, it was platonic. They adored each other. They were both happily married. There's no sort of s silliness going on. And it, I found the whole thing very interesting. And of course, it did give me pause to reflect on, as I say, where we are now. So definitely worth a watch. Two good hours of your time on the iPlayer. Lovely. Well, on that note, we will include all of those in the show notes, which can be found under the episode description. And until then, we'll see you next Friday. Happy viewing. <laughs> 